When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Destination Devi's Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, doctor of physical therapy. I'm excited to bring you Sunday morning injury updates with the goal of helping you make those last-minute start-sit decisions in regards to your injured players. Very excited for week one. Great news, there were no major injuries Thursday night in the Bills' victory over the Rams, although key players we will have to keep an eye on are Cam Akers and Allen Robinson. Cam Akers is the interesting one as he did flash just a few good moments, now a full year out from the Achilles repair, but otherwise looked below average and got significantly outplayed by Daryl Henderson. Regarding injuries, let's hope for similar results this week in the rest of the games and that no major injuries occur. Starting out, I'll cover each key injured player by position. If you have any questions, please go to the Player Injuries channel in the Destination Devi Discord, and feel free to ask in there. And also follow me at JMThrivePT on Twitter for quick injury updates as they occur. Okay, let's get to it. Quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, I know he popped up with the foot injury, although he was talking to reporters about trying out new shoes and cleats, and apparently his foot was pretty sore. Uh, However, he has been cleared to play, and there's minimal concern there for his fantasy production. Joe Burrow, he had the appendectomy July 26th. He should be fully recovered by now, about seven weeks out, uh, getting his strength, his weight back, his conditioning. I guess his conditioning would be the biggest factor. Um, The main thing I'm watching for Joe Burrow is his mobility and just how he navigates the pocket if there's any, any, uh, any regression there. So minimal concern, though, for week one. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey, I know everyone panicked when he popped up on the injury report, but word, uh, a report came out that he simply had a cut on his shin after being cleated. He is now off the injury report and no concern on his status. Miles Sanders, he's been dealing with a hamstring strain. He thankfully was able to get full goes, full practices in this week, and is actually off the injury report. So given his matchup, and the fact that he's um, off the injury report, I think he's a safe play as a running back two or flex option. There is some re-injury risk about um, uh, in regards to his hamstring strain and the fact that he's had an extensive history of soft tissue injuries and knee injuries. But for this week, just watch that closely, but I think you can play him. J.K. Dobbins, as we know, he's been coming off the ACL-LCL repair. He got in limited practices all week. I know John Harbaugh has been talking about how J.K. has gotten his explosiveness back, his burst back, and J.K. has been pushing to play. But I think in fantasy, even if he's active, I I actually am leaning towards I think they make him inactive just to get him a little more time to to prepare for the season. But even if he's active, I think you have to keep him on your bench. Just wait a couple weeks. See how he produces. See his role. I think the team will heavily rely on Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake for the early part of the season and give J.K. Dobbins time to get fully, at least closer to 100%. That way they don't risk his future. Chase Edmonds, Miami running back, he's been coming back from a groin strain he suffered about a week and a half, two weeks ago. 
He's been a full practice in in uh, practice this week leading up to week one. He should be a safe play. Um, the risk here, I, I think you can play him as a running back two or flex option. The only risk here is uh, well, one, re-injury risk, but two, if Miami chooses to limit his snaps at all, um, just to get him you know, as close to 100% as possible. I do think this makes Raheem Moster a potential sneaky DFS play, but I would not play Raheem, Raheem Moster in your weekly starts unless you're fully depleted by injuries or you went zero running back or something. But for Chase Edmonds' sake, I think you can play him as a running back two flex option. Kenneth Walker, he's been coming back from the inguinal hernia. I, he's been a did not practice the last two days, and it sounds like he's missing the game on Monday night. Uh, either way, whether he's active or not, just keep him on your bench for now. See how they perform. This does make Rashad Penny a very enticing play. I, actually, I, in my opinion, I think Rashad Penny is a must play against Denver. I think they'll rely on Penny, um, especially given the limitations of the pass game. But they'll, they should rely on Penny more than Travis Homer or DJ Dallas. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas has been coming back from the hamstring injury. He's gotten limited practices in all week and listed as questionable. Every word uh, has been that he's pushing to play, and it sounds like he will be cleared to play. Just watch for Adam Schefter's report either late tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, if he's cleared to go, cleared to play, and the team doesn't have concern on him, you know there is re-injury risk, probably about 10 to 15% of re-injury risk here on the hamstring injury. Um, but I, th- I think you can play him as a wide receiver three flex play. Deontay Johnson, he's coming back from the left shoulder injury. He has been fully cleared to, to play. He's gotten full practices in uh, yesterday and I believe Thursday. I think you can play him safely. You know, there's some re-injury risk here if he's tackled uh, on the left side, tackled onto the left shoulder, or if he dives and somehow re-injures his left shoulder. But as of everything I've read, I think you can safely play Deontay Johnson this week. Chris Godwin, I know he's been coming back from the ACL-MCL injury, and he actually was a full participant in practice or listed as a full participant. Even though he hasn't absorbed contact yet, he was still practicing even Friday with a non-contact jersey. Um, He's listed as questionable. It sounds like he's going to be a game-time decision, and it really comes down to his final word and what the wide receiver coaches think. Uh, Either way, whether he is active or inactive, obviously if he's inactive, you're not playing him. But if he's active, I think you have to keep him on your bench and just watch, you know, see how he produces the first couple weeks before you insert him into your starting roster. Russell Gage, another Buccaneers wide receiver, he has been coming back from a hamstring strain. Thankfully, he's been able to get limited practices in all week, but he's still listed as questionable. I have concern here on Gage. I I think the team winds up relying more on Julio Jones, you know, Mike Evans and Julio Jones as their main wide receivers, and probably limits Gage's uh, overall snaps due to the fact that he hasn't been able to to ramp up his workload up to a full practice just yet. Plus, there's some re-injury risk with a hamstring strain coming back. So I think for this first week, you have to sit Russell Gage in fantasy. And I, I, I do think this is a very interesting week for Julio Jones, just to see his role. But also, I think um, the team, Dallas probably focuses on limiting Mike Evans, but uh, I think you can play Julio Jones this week. Jalen Waddle, he's been coming back from the quad strain. Mike McDaniel has already said he's a full go and there, there won't be any limitations on his in-game performance. You know, word is behind the scenes, Waddle was doing a lot 
and, and ramping up his workload to full. So I think you can play him with minimal concern. We just have to hope that he doesn't re-injure himself in the game. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's been dealing with a knee sprain, uh, possible bone bruise. He was a full practice, and he's actually not even on the injury report. I know he missed a decent chunk of time in practice, and there's a little bit of re-injury risk here. But given the fact that, you know, one, he's on the Chiefs, two, over camp and, and preseason, he was able to build, the time that he was actually practicing, he was able to build a decent amount of rapport with Patrick Mahomes. There's a decent chance that Smith-Schuster is actually the uh, probably second in targets behind Travis Kelsey. I think you can play Juju this week. Rondell Moore, we know, uh, if you haven't seen this already, he's already been ruled out this week with a hamstring strain he suffered on Wednesday. We don't know what his undisclosed injury was prior to this hamstring strain, so it may be a re-injury of the hamstring or a secondary soft tissue injury. I, you know, the, current, the concern here for Rondell Moore is we may actually wind up missing more time of Rondell Moore. We don't know if he's going to be able to, pra- to play even in week two. So keep a close eye on him. Um, we know I'll talk on, uh, Zach Ertz a little bit later, but we know Deandre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks. This offense should be driven through Hollywood Brown for the first six weeks, at least. Um, so just, just keep a close eye on Rondell Moore's, uh, activity and practice next week. This week, it makes Andy Isabella potentially a decent play. We don't know if, if it'll be Andy Isabella or AJ Green, if you're playing either of those, I would avoid them in weekly starts, but they could be sneaky DFS plays if they're cheap enough. Drake London, we know he's been coming back from the knee injury, bone bruise. He's missed about a month of practice and then was able to get limited practices in all week. He's listed as questionable. I would not play him in fantasy this week given what, you know, we don't know what exactly to expect out of this Atlanta offense. We know it should be driven through Kyle Pitts. We don't know Drake London's role. We also don't know how many snaps he will wind up seeing this week. So I would keep him on your bench and just see how he performs this first week. Robert Woods is a guy I've been looking forward to seeing him play. It'll be his first game coming back from the ACL tear. He should walk into the wide receiver one role for Tennessee. Um, I think you can safely play him. You know, he hasn't had any limitations in practice. No, no word on any soft tissue injuries, no word on any any uh, limitations at all over the last month or so. So I think you can play him as a wide receiver three flex play. I do believe Traylon Burks has a bigger role than people are are actually expecting. But for Robert Woods, I think you can play him for fantasy this week as a main target. Alan Lazard, he suffered an ankle sprain this last week. He's been listed as doubtful because he wasn't able to practice all week. Uh, If he's active, I would not play him. Adam Hutchinson, another PT, he posted some information about, I believe it was up towards 80% of the people of the players listed as doubtful wind up not playing, uh, if not higher than 80%. So I don't expect Alan Lazard to play. This is likely a Sammy Watkins week one play. Um, Whether I'm starting Sammy Watkins in weekly start leagues, probably not, but probably, uh, you know, I don't mind playing Sammy Watkins in DFS since he's so cheap. This offense is likely to be driven through the running backs anyways. Jacoby Myers, he's been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, He's listed as questionable. He was able to get limited practice in all week. He's a risky play. I think you have to keep Jacoby Myers on your bench, one, due to re-injury risk, but also, you know, this this Pats offense, it has not looked good over all of preseason. They have a defensive coordinator calling plays. 
It's just we don't know what to expect at all out of this offense, and we don't know, given the re-injury risk for Jacoby Myers, we don't know if he's going to be able to play a full game or full snap. So I would keep him on your bench for now. Sterling Shepard is another wide receiver who I would keep on your bench. He, you know, even even though there's the chance that Shepard winds up leading the Giants in targets, even this week, he's this will be his first game back from an Achilles rupture. He was a limited practice all week. He hasn't been able to get up to full practice just yet. We don't know 100% how much uh, snaps he'll wind up seeing. And, and we also don't know what to expect out of this Giants offense. By all accounts, it's not going to be very good. Daniel Jones will be throwing the ball. So I would keep Shepard on your bench and just see how he performs in his first couple games before inserting him into the starting roster. Michael Gallup is a wide receiver. We already know he's been ruled out. Uh, he's still trying to come back from his ACL injury. And by all accounts, he had an ACL tear and MCL tear. So he's around seven months out from his surgery. Um, and that explains the MCL injury also explains the delay in his surgery from the injury date. I wanted to talk on him. We, we already knew he was ruled out, but this also means Noah Brown should step into the wide receiver two rule role. Uh, Dak Prescott recently talked about how reliable Noah Brown has been. I think the defense uh, winds up trying to limit CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, which should open up a decent amount of targets for Noah Brown. You know, on prize picks too, he was, I'm taking him in a couple prize pick entries. He's listed at uh, 3.0 receptions. I, I think that's a safe play. So I'm probably not starting Noah Brown in weekly fantasy starts, but DFS or prize picks, any props like that, I, I'm probably taking Noah Brown. Tight end position. We know George Kittle suffered a groin strain on Monday. I, you know, this is very risky. I think this is a risky play. He was a did not practice all week. We know Kittle has the tendency of playing through some injuries, but one, we don't know how much Trey, Trey Lance will wind up throwing. Two, we have no idea what to expect out of that 49ers offensive line. So there's the risk that Kittle winds up blocking a decent amount. So that plus we don't know how many targets he's going to get, plus re-injury risk. I know tight end is limited uh, this year. It's, it's very thin. It's a thin group this year. You probably took George Kittle pretty high if you're uh, listening to this and you have some redraft leagues, whatever it might be. I, I honestly think you have to keep Kittle on the bench, even though he's a boom-bust player. He could boom. He could go off for you know six, seven catches for 100 yards due to his yards after catch ability. But we just don't know what to expect. I, I think you have to err on the side of caution if you have a decent pivot, pivot away from Kittle. Zach Ertz, he's been dealing with a calf strain. He was He's missed a decent chunk of time in practice uh, and was finally able to get one limited practice in on Friday. There's high risk here for re-injury. He's listed as questionable, and it sounds like he's going to be a game-time decision. Even though, you know, D-Hop is out, Rondell Moore is out, there's the chance that Ertz plays and winds up being second in targets here. But given the risk, again, if you have a decent pivot away from Ertz, I would play your pivot instead of Ertz. If you don't have a decent pivot and Ertz is listed as active, you know, we hear from Adam Schefter that the Cardinals are expecting him to play. Sure, play him. Just don't expect a big game from him. Irv Smith, he's been coming back from likely a UCL repair in his thumb. Um, he's been a full go over the last two weeks. He's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of work in practice, a lot of receptions, a lot of uh, working on passing drills. I think there's minimal concern here. And again, since tight end is so thin, I think you can play Irv Smith starting week one. 
Robert Tanyan, though, is a tight end that I'm actually benching. Um, we, we don't know what to expect. You know, this is his first game back from an ACL-MCL meniscus injury. He was a limited practice all week. He's slowly been ramping up his workload. We don't know how much snaps he's going to see. Then also, you know, if he's limited in snaps, we don't know how many targets he's going to see. I know Aaron Jones recently talked about, hey, everyone's sleeping on Robert Tanyan. Just, you know, his first game back, we have to see how he performs. I think if you play Robert Tanyan this week, you're relying on a touchdown for him to pay off for you. He's a risky start. I would keep him on your bench. Logan Thomas is another tight end that I'm also benching. Very similar to Robert Tanyan's situation. Uh, Thomas had the ACL, MCL, and actually both meniscus injuries. He's been a limited practice all week. We've seen him run some routes. We, we Again, similar to Tanyan, I would say the exact same thing. We don't know how many snaps he's going to see. We don't know how much volume he's going to see starting week one. He's a guy that I would prefer to keep on my bench and just see how he performs in the first week. Uh, Washington's likely to just rely on Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson first, first week. Just keep Thomas on your bench. Try to find another tight end to start. Non, non-injury related here regarding the tight end position, but Tyra Conklin if you are desperate at tight end and you need an option, Tyler Conklin could wind up as a as a decent play, as a decent target. If you're again, if you're desperate, I wanted to touch on him because with Zach Wilson out, you know his quarterback, Joe Flacco is starting, and Joe Flacco. I found some old data that shows Flacco tends to target tight ends. Um, with the next information that I'm going to share, you know there's a decent chance that Joe Flacco could rely on quick hitters and getting the ball out quick, and could wind up relying on. Tyler Conklin as a target and Elijah Moore as target. So, only if you're desperate, if you need a, um, or if you're if you're filling out some DFS entries and you need a cheap tight end and Conklin's there, maybe play him. Offensive line. This is the next part that I wanted to touch on. There are three teams primarily that I think we need to focus on for offensive line injuries that could impact the offense. We don't know how much, but just something to keep an eye on. The New York Jets, they have three starters injured. One's already been ruled out. Dwayne Brown's actually been placed on IR. And then two are questionable, plus with Joe Flacco at quarterback. The Ravens should eat this entire game. Um, We don't know what to expect from this Jets offense. I I think you have to sit Brees Hall. Um, Michael Carter, you know, we've recently heard Michael Carter is, for whatever reason, the heartbeat of this offense. I think you can play Michael Carter as a flex flex option due to the potential PPR upside. I think it's a risky play, though. If you have someone better, pivot to that. But, um, yeah, Michael Carter could wind up being a decent flex option. And then Elijah Moore should be a good start. Just, again, trying to get the ball out quick. This this Jets offensive line is going to be brutal to watch. Green Bay Packers, they have two starters on the offensive line injured and questionable. Um... I, you know, this is one, you're not fading the Green Bay running backs. I think this offense is going to be primarily driven by Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Again, Matt LaFleur talked about them both being 1A and 1A of this offense. So, you know, it could be Sammy Watkins week, but it could very well just be the running back game. Um, Just know there could be a little less rushing upside here. Detroit Lions, they have Frank Ragno injured. Uh, He's their starting center. He's dealing with a groin strain. Just know this could lead to a tough running game against Philadelphia. Philadelphia has made some major upgrades to that defense. There may be a little less rushing upside, but again, DeAndre Swift carries uh, tremendous high PPR upside. Jamal Williams, if you were going to play him as a flex option, I'd reconsider, but Swift should have that high PPR upside.
Well, that covers all main injuries this week. If there was a player who I did not mention, it likely means that they were fully cleared to play and not listed on the injury reports. However, if there are any players that you have questions on, please go to the Destination Devi Player Injuries tab and feel free to ask me in there or on Twitter at jmthrivept. And uh, yeah, good luck this week, and hopefully we all come out of week one with victories and no major injuries. <laughs> <laughs>